Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. If you don't know how to get started in commercial real estate, 2023 is shaping up to be an interesting year in commercial real estate. It's where all the yields are everywhere. There is plenty of non-bias or biased education advice out there. People are telling you that you should be holding and sitting by the sidelines. There's odd times where auctions go and you have extremely high yields, such as eight or 9% in properties that you didn't expect. There's also probably still trading at two to three and 4% and you're wondering why people buy negative commercial real estate, right? If you're beginning, all of these information don't make sense. You don't know the difference between how a three-year lease versus a five-year lease is going to impact on your returns. Listen to this podcast and let me share with you the five tips or the five strategies that I use to get into commercial real estate today in this market in 2023. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant and today I'm going to talk about the five tips to get started in commercial real estate. Now it might be like I've been doing YouTube's channels and YouTube videos for the last three years. You might be thinking, well, why now? Why talk about the five tips? Well, the five tips keeps evolving, right? I know I've covered some of this content in the past, but now we seem to be looking at a different times, different returns, and really different margins or arbitrage you're going to make between what the bank is charging and what you're going to make in return. So let's talk about the five tips now in 2023 when someone's getting into commercial real estate, especially the first time. And now if you're the first time getting into commercial real estate, there's never been a trickier time to understand the market and there's been so much information out there so many new changes so many old people that used to be old hands at commercial real estate giving up retiring and now handing over the baton to new people right there's a huge change in the market in terms of wealth and also now commercial real estate has become more mainstream compared to before right so the market's changing the times are changing the returns are changing the type of preference of the properties and the tenants are changing the lease terms are changing all these changes so what do you need to get into commercial real estate 2023 and beyond five tips so let's start with number one the number one tip of commercial real estate is know your outcome know your big picture goals right don't do this don't go to a buyer's agent and say here's 200k find me a property that this is going to be buying is that buying my 500k thousand property 600,000 property find me something as long as it's positive or neutrally hold i'm fine don't do that that's a big no no don't do that no no instead look at where you want to be long term from here right where do you want to be right i want to build fifty thousand dollars in passive income i want to build a hundred thousand passive income i want to build two hundred fifty thousand in passive income in 10 years and that's what i want to do instead of then going i've got 200k right look bigger know your goals number one the most important thing commercial is that know your goals if you don't talk to someone who's like myself our company who's a strategist who is also a bias a specialist bias agent but work with strategy first educating yourself understanding your big picture goals before you execute that's really really important number one know your big picture goal number two be realistic with your expectations so many people still come to me and say i want to get nine percent ten percent yield in this market no those don't exist in a safe environment if you want to get nine percent ten percent yes go to a mining town and you'll get them but they're going to be risky high risk mining tenant warehouses in mining towns they're going to be smaller populations where you're going to get your nine percent it's not going to be safe stay in the safe zone five to seven and a half percent yield is your safe zone probably push it to eight percent if you know where you're looking the kind of properties and the towns right and you've got to know someone who is doing it all the time where who has the right research in that area but your five to seven and a half percent is where you need to be depending on whether you want to focus on growth or your cash flow right but 
instead of going, oh, I want 8, 9, 10%, be realistic, right? Be realistic is what you're buying with what you're going to get. If you want medical tenant, you're not going to get 7.5% even in regional towns, right? Not even in mining towns, you're not going to get that, right? So you're just not going to get it. So forget about that. If you want to buy industrial, right, and you want to get above 5.5% in metro, it ain't going to happen, right? You want to be in self-storage, you're going to need $3 million plus. You want to be medical freestanding, you're going to be $3 million plus. Be realistic. If you've only got 500 to a mil or a mil to two mil to spend, be realistic what you can buy, what are the returns, right? And really, that leads on to number three. The question is, is commercial real estate still best for me in comparison to residential? Because if I'm getting 5%, why can't I just buy residential? Is it better for me than investing in shares? Is it better for me than investing in business? Know your strategies. Number three thing, right? So now we talked about what the number one thing is. Know your big picture goals. Number two, be realistic of what you're looking at. Stay in the safe zone. It's really, really important. I see so many people take so many risks and I know they'll get burnt two to three years down the track. So number two, stay in the safe zone. Understand your risk profile yourself. Security, what is security versus risk? Stay in the safe zone. That leads to number three, strategy, strategy, strategy. Never more important than now. If you're with somebody who is going to help you buy commercial, I don't care if they're family members, I don't care if they're mentors, I don't care if they're buyer's age. If they say, I can't give you a strategy of how you can get to $100,000 in five years, 10 years, or seven years, don't go with them. Strategy, strategy, strategy is really important because no matter how turbulent the market is, you can still rely on strategy, right? And that's the most important thing is that even if the market is turbulent and you've got interest rate going up, interest rates coming down, you've got returns holding still even with interest rate going up, as long as you've got the right strategy, you know that's going to carry you through through the murky ward. Strategy, strategy, strategy is really important. Have your blueprint in place. Know your strategy. Know how to combat the risk if you have a vacancy, if you have capital works, if you have special levies, or combat it if interest rate goes up, interest rate goes down. How do you recycle your deposit from one deposit to the next one? How do you go from first one to second one to third one? Because if you buy the wrong one, the first one, and you get stuck, that is not where you want to be because two years, you're going to find yourself burnt, unable to move forward. And that's where you go, oh, commercial real estate is not for you. But if you're in the right path, got the right amount of money, invested well, leapfrog effect. That's what you want to do. Strategy, strategy, strategy. Three, it's really important. Invest in yourself and strategy. It might seem a bit slow, but it's going to help your momentum go faster in the future. Four, the criteria of the property is really important, but you can't have it so narrow that you can't find it. I don't want medical tenant in Metro at 10% yield. Never going to find it. It's the unicorn you don't find, right? Build the unicorn portfolio. Understand that. That's why I say in you be me, be part of you, don't build the unicorn portfolio, right? You've got to know your property profile. So do I want a freestanding? Can I afford a freestanding property? If I go freestanding, where are my properties going to be? Is it going to be regional? How far regional am I going to be? My large regional town is 50,000 plus, or am I looking at smaller regional towns with 20,000 plus? My freestanding for the money that I have, if I've got a million dollars to spend, where do I buy? If I have $2 million to spend, where do I buy? That freestanding property, right? And then the characteristics is like, what kind of tenant do I get for that? What kind of returns? Do I match up my regional versus metro or fringe and work out what that is right and is that good enough for me right is six and a half percent good enough for me in townsville for you that's a personal choice for me uh-uh. don't buy six and a half percent in townsville that's the wrong choice to make because the market we toll our lines at seven percent but a lot of buyers agents they think it's an easy deal to do at six and a half percent but we've been in townsville since 2016 and we know the yield line right now in this current market it might have been six and a half percent when the buoyant market at three percent interest but today it should be seven percent and if everyone has that same view, we will return the yield back to 7%. But the problem is those people out there who are buying at 6.5% thinking it's a good deal and they're making a mistake. Don't let that be you. So understand, for this return, what is the property characteristic profile? So $1 million, can I buy 7% in Townsville? Can I buy freestanding? Or do I have to be in Bundaberg to do that? Do I have to be in Cairns to do that? Can I be in Wagga to do that? Can 
going to be invulnerable to the can I do that in Aubrey Wodonga, right? But is that industrial or is that freestanding? What exactly is it, right? So that is what I'm looking at. So that's what you'll need to explore is property profile and tenant and really understand that really well because the best, the more you understand that well and conceptualize it and understand it, the better it is when you do your due diligence, right? Because this flows onto your natural due diligence. This is the pre-due diligence to buying before you do the whole, is my tenant paying rent? Well, the thing is, if you don't want a diesel mechanic as a tenant, then there's no point doing DD on it. If you don't want a restaurant as a tenant, if you don't want an office space tenant, then there's no point, right? So really understand that. And just understand that helps you to understand the property profile and also the value of your purchase, right? And then you really start to understand what you can get as the best return on investment. So number four is really about understanding property criteria, tenant property type for you for the first property or the second or the third. And that's backed up by the strategy you have, right? But you understand that, but then you can compare regional versus metro, which is going to give me the best return on investment because right now, 2023 Beyond is all about getting the best return on investment for you. And in order for you to get the best return on investment, you have to understand what you can get with that same amount of money in regional versus metro and moving forward from that or fringe or whatever areas you're looking at. You've got to be able to compare. Then you can make a concise, decisive decision on that, right? And that's what you need. So that's number four. And finally, number five is returns, returns, returns. So yields, 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 cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. How much cash flow do you want to get in return for the money you invested and also for the growth that you may have in the back end? Now, one of the most important things to remember is 5% of your cost of buying a commercial property or any kind of property. That's your stamp duty, your legals, your pest and building, maybe some other miscellaneous costs. That does not include buyer's agency fees, but you're going to need about 5 to 6% buy-in cost depending on what state you're in except for Adelaide or South Australia and ACT. But that 5% cost, it is not part of your yield calculations. It's not part of your yield calculations because you get that back as part of the base cost. So you get that back later on when you sell the property. So you buy the property for a mil, you later on sell it for 1.5. That 50000 or $60,000 you've spent comes off that capital gains you've made. That five or 600000 you've made comes off that before you get your capital gains concessions, right? And that's what I mean about it cannot be calculated as part of your yields because if it does, you're doing the wrong calculations. You're not comparing apples with apples because you do get it back. So that's really important. But returns, 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 you've got to low. So is my strategy, and this again comes back to number three, strategy backed up by property type. And now we're talking about returns, right? If you look at a pure return cash flow driven exercise right now, that's why people are getting burned. That's why they're buying properties 1% less than what the market should be, half percent what the market should be in towns that they don't even know because it looks good on paper. And that is the wrong approach, right? That if you're an educated investor, you're not doing that. If you're connecting with us, you know what you're looking for. You are smarter than the average bear. I thank you. But the main thing is here is that when you come to yields, you got to know, is my six and a half percent worth it in this market? Is Am I actually in some places, right? You might be getting six and a half percent and you might be going, I'm just the neutral hold. I'm holding, but you're actually doing better in the market because traditionally it's five and a half or six percent and getting an extra half percent means you're already buying well. In certain areas, buy six and a half percent, meaning that you're already buying behind the market. The market should be a seven or seven and a half and you're buying in at six percent, which means that you are doing worse off in the market. And that's where you'd be making uneducated mistakes, right? So you've got to compare that six and a half and say, is it just yield? It's not just yield. How much growth do I get? How much increase in the rent would I get over time? What is the versatility of it? If I swap out this end with something else, can I make this premise too? Does it have undervalue? All of these things you've got to think about to make it. Does the six and a half percent justify for the property you're buying? Sometimes it's a great deal. Sometimes it's not a great deal, right? And that's where it yields, yields, yields. It's not a singular look. 
but it is a holistic overall look. And if you don't have the strategy, property criteria to back you up and your long-term goals that you originally came up with, how do you know that is right? So yields, 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 returns. So look at your cash flow base. A neutral hold may actually turn out better for you in two years time by giving you substantial cash flow when the interest rate drops and the value goes up. Or you might find that the cash flow now may be better for your portfolio so you can access more equity. How is that worked out? Depends on your strategy, which is number three, leads to number four, which leads to number five, calculating yields, 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 and yields, right? So returns are not singular. Yields and cash flow blends in with everything else. So in commercial property, there's a lot more planning you need to do, a lot more consciousness around your investment. Remember, this is your road to financial freedom through commercial property. Do it right. You get there in half the time you do in residential. So that means that it's worth your while to just spend a little bit of time, invest in yourself, invest in the right community, the right mentors to guide you through that. And on that note, join one of our events. Links are below. Buy the book. Do whatever you have to do to find out more of how to get into commercial real estate the right way. And don't make those costly so that's going to keep you stuck in two years time. Reach out to me and I'll jump on a strategy call and I'll help you get to your destination through commercial real estate. Until next time, keep hunting, keep looking, keep researching, and keep learning. So on that note, hopefully it's been good. Post the comment, and I will see you. Bye for now. So now you've seen the five steps, it's actually really about strategies, not about trigger happy, have 200K, find me a $500,000 property. I've got a mill, find me a $3 million property. It's not about that. It's actually there's more strategy, more complications, more things to think about when you invest in commercial real estate, because really it is a vocation. It is about you understanding how you can get to retirement so much faster. In reality, commercial property can get you there if you get the metrics right. And this is the metrics that myself, Helen Tarrant and the Unicorn team does day in, day out. We know how much cash on cash return you need. We know how much clearance you need to get between what the interest rate is and what you need to get as a net rent. And we can project forward three, five, 10 years of how you're going to get there and earn $100,000, $200,000, or even $2 million in passive income. We are one of the only agencies that can do uplift and value add properties. And also we're here to mentor you through and have a huge community, built one of the largest communities in commercial real estate here in Australia. So if you need a guiding hand and you're getting started and you need lots of information check us out on youtube check out our, the rest of the episodes on podcasts get our book join one of our free events and really get in a month and learn what implement those five tips i've given you on how to get started in commercial real estate so until next time do subscribe do invite other friends but keep hunting keep looking You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.